One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Lainey and welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. Um, so I know that this is a conversation that the world, the world that I live in anyway, that we've been talking about for over a week now, mm-hmm. but I really do think we need to keep talking about it. And that is the Stanford rape case. Seriously tragic stuff. First of all, Brock Allen Turner that's the rapist's name. And I would like to identify him by name as a rapist um, because he won't self-identify as a rapist. He's apologized for drinking too much. Of just being a bro. He's apologized for maybe being like a right. bro. For a culture, yes. like, you know, being on the on campus and there's drinking and promiscuity. He has not acknowledged that he violated her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wrote, that amazing letter and read it out loud in court before his sentencing that has now gone viral. And I think millions of people have read it so far. Yeah. Um, CNN dedicated their whole, their whole broadcast. broadcast Ashley Manfield, as, as you just mentioned, Sasha, she read it to camera, took like 25 minutes, but it's so powerful and Mm -hmm. it really needs to be heard. The night that it came out is a Friday so be like, not the one that just passed, but the the one before. Um, Duanna was like, hey, have you read the letter yet? And I had heard about the sentencing, the bullshit that he only got sentenced to six months mm-hmm. and will probably serve less than that. And I hadn't read the letter. Um, so I read it. Took me, you know, 20 minutes. It's quite long. Mm-hmm. And I was so upset. I found it so upsetting. Yeah. And Yazik was already like, going to bed. We were playing golf the next morning. I knew he was tired, but I was so, I found it so upsetting that I said, it would really mean a lot to me. This is so important to me. I want you to read this. Mm. And so he's like, okay, I will read it. And he, you know, he spent the half hour reading it and he was so profoundly, I feel, you know, and I don't know if it, he would call himself, say this about himself, but he, I felt like Yasik was so profoundly changed right. by reading this. That's and great. he's not a rapist. He's also not a woman. And he's not a woman and, and he doesn't have our fears of, of that kind of experience. And it really, I felt, gave him a perspective of, of what it would be like to have that happen to you and then to not be believed. Yeah. It's really heavy stuff. And it, is, it goes back to what we talked about in our last podcast about Amber Heard. And it's just more women need to be heard. And um, these stories, it's as tragic as it is. Yeah, like I also had Corey read it too. And, and it's true. Like guys don't really understand the fears that we have. Even just, you know, I'm always like, I always make sure that Corey is like, I'm like, if you see a girl walking down the street, you do go on the other side, right? Like you don't walk behind her. Like after 6 p.m., you're not walking behind a girl. And he was like, what? what? Like just they, they need, everyone needs to wrap their mind a little bit more around um, the fears that we do have in front of us. And they are different than what men experience. 
Yeah. And I know that I might be repeating myself a little bit, but I, I just want to like, you know, reiterate this notion of victim, victim mm-hmm. and being believed because, you know, one of the takeaways with Yasik, like what he can't forget was when she said she's in the hospital, she had woken up three hours later. She was obviously completely unconscious when this has happened. This had happened. Three hours later, she wakes up at the hospital. She's been, exa- like she's been examined now. She's been told what happened, mm-hmm. what's happened to her. And she says, I wanted to leave my body there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that has, that was Yasik's main, I mean, he took away so many things from it, but that's the thing he can't shake, you know, can't to, to sort of want to leave your body because you don't want it to belong to you because of what happened that, to you. Mm-hmm. And then for somebody to come along and hire a private investigator and to hire a strong legal team to question, you know, whether or not you said that that was okay for him to right. do that to you yeah. behind a dumpster. Yeah. And remember, she was unconscious and there were two witnesses who found her who corroborate the fact that she was unconscious. I mean, I don't you want to use the word perfect, but it was set up so that it's unquestionable what happened, happened and yeah. still she was being questioned. Mm. So I found what was most powerful too is how she said if it wasn't her, it was going to be somebody else. Yeah. You know, that night for yeah. him. Yeah. And yet she was still questioned. And so I have been going over and over my mind with Yasik too. What if something happened to me? Mm-hmm. What would happen? They would say, you fucking write about sex, you dirty fucking slag, all the time on your website. Mm -hmm. You are a disgusting gossip bitch. You were drunk. You're a muckraker. You like to drink. You like, you've smoked weed. You go on television and you talk about your sex life. You go on television and you talk about the sexual positions that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so how are you going to be believed? That's what they would say about, God forbid it happened to me, but that's what would happen. And many people would not believe me because I'm a dirty, low-down gossip columnist mm-hmm. who, if that would to happen to me, probably deserved it or I'm not telling the truth. Yeah. And that's what's so scary. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how to wiggle ourselves out of that. No. And so I want to keep, I don't want to give up talking about this. I yeah. think we have to keep talking about it, keep reminding everybody that there is this rape culture that uh, we have to change, we have to break. Mm-hmm. And it starts with, having everybody read this powerful victim impact statement because, like I said, Yasik is the most, like the best person in my life and even he felt that he was changed for the better. Mm -hmm. Um, So please, I encourage all of you, if you haven't read it, please read it and please share it with everybody that you know. Yes, agreed, agreed. Um, Do you want to get to some Yes, I am reading again this week, so I will start now. Uh, First... So here goes. Hi, Sasha. Should I try to have another baby? Wow. Just get get it right in there. (laughs) Should I try to have another baby? I have followed with sadness the pieces of your story that you've shared over the past couple of years about struggling to have a baby. I am so sorry for what you've been through. Part of me knows I'm an asshole for even even asking you this question. And maybe I am an asshole and I need someone to tell me I'm an asshole. I have three children. They fill me with joy, and I am incredulous at my luck to get three awesome little people to raise and call my own. Last year, I got pregnant. This was not planned, and we were shocked. My husband was um, not thrilled, but he, came, he and I came around. And then, just as we were ready to embrace this unexpected development, things went wrong. I was 14 weeks, so well into things, and they told me the baby had died. There was no miscarriage, but the process of inducing one was grueling, 
and the and it involved many procedures and one emergency surgery. It was very sad and hard and left me feeling empty and alone. My husband didn't experience this the same way I did and kind of shrugged it off. And the truth is our marriage has suffered terribly under the strain of the past year, the miscarriage, serious illness of a grandparent and a serious injury to one of our children. And my husband has largely been emotionally absent for all of this. I've spent the better part of the last year trying to get over what happened. My feelings of disappointment at how my husband handled everything and generally lurching from one crisis to the next. And now I'm 39 and I feel a void, but I also feel time is wasting. Do I try for one more baby that I didn't really know I wanted until I lost it and then I wanted it desperately? Or do I accept that you don't get everything you want in life and move on being grateful for what I have? My husband says he will get on board if I really want this and accepts that he kind of blew it last year and wants to make it up to me, but he says I have to decide now because I'm 39. That is obviously not the best set of circumstances to bring a baby into. Am I an asshole to grieve over not having a fourth child when I already have three? But if I don't try again, how do I stop feeling those pangs every time I see a pregnant woman, a baby, a stroller? How do you stop wanting a baby that you want? I would be grateful for your advice. S. Well, I'm sorry about what happened, S. Yeah. All the things that happened. Yeah, it sounds like it's been a tough year. Um, I don't know. I don't think we're in a place to really necessarily say whether she should have a baby or not have a baby. Um, but I do think what strikes me about her letter is that it doesn't seem like her relationship is on um, stable ground. And I think... Um, that needs to be figured out before anything else does. It doesn't seem like they've had a lot of communication about the grieving process. Like maybe our reader has gone through the grieving process, but she doesn't explain if her husband has. Um, if he shrugged it off and now he's like, okay, well, okay, I'll do it. Um, that doesn't seem like a really responsible place to be at to make a, such a big decision. So that's sort of where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about her relationship with her husband as opposed to whether or not she should procreate. Thank you to our reader for expressing her concerns to me, but don't let my, don't let anything that I can't have. I, I want you to have all the things you have just because I don't have them. It's all good. But um, yeah, I, I would, I would concentrate more on the relationship she has with mm -hmm. her husband right now. I agree. I mean, first of all, we're not going to call you an asshole. Yeah. And I think it's weird too that she keeps on like, yeah. she's berating herself, yeah. which I'm, I'm noticing too. I think you need to stop calling yourself an asshole. This is not, I mean, acting like an asshole, acting like a selfish asshole manifests itself in many, many different ways, but it, this is not no. one of the ways <laughs> you love your children and you just want another child. That is fine. Like no, you're not an asshole. Um, and it, Wanting another child doesn't mean that you don't appreciate the gifts that you have in your life. So first of all, stop calling yourself an asshole. And we're not going to call you one. I hope to, I, I hope we get to call someone an asshole today. <laughs> yeah, but it's not you. <laughs> but it's not going to be you. <laughs> and yeah, Sasha, I do. But I do agree with Sasha. You know, when you write to us, you know, um, whether or not it's intended, we glean from your words, um, your feelings, and in this letter, I still sense that you are holding on to some resentment at your husband over his shitty handling of the miscarriage. You were disappointed. You clearly felt let down by him that he wasn't, you know, he didn't have your back and he wasn't side by side with you on it. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like 
you may want to address that resentment, as Sasha said, and work on the relationship first before bringing a baby in to fix. Mm-hmm. It feels like that is, yeah. is what... I know you want there. a baby. We're not doubting yeah. that you have a baby, but you know there are some there are some lingering disappointments and hurts that I think... And you said that he's tried to make up for it. You've said that you have told him about it, but I just don't know if you've gotten over it yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that we need to work on here. And there's a line in there, I think she even says, these aren't the best circumstances to bring a, a child into. So if you're telling us that... Mm-hmm. She does say that, y- quote, that is obviously not the best set of circumstances to bring a baby yeah. into. So listen to your own words and, and figure out how... You- you can create a better set of circumstances mm-hmm. for um, the chance of a child, uh, another, the fourth yeah. kid, you know? But right now it just doesn't seem like the right time. Work on your relationship, work on your relationship. But have, you know, but doesn't mean you'll, you should never have a fourth child. Oh, no, you want Brady a fourth child? bunch the fuck out of your 100% family. 100% yeah. have a, <laughs> do whatever. Like that's, have, <laughs> fucking push as many babies out yes, of your canal as you want definitely. after the relationship is. Definitely. But I feel like, yeah, right now, I think that the relationship, because that's important to your family too, to have a whole strong parenting situation that your relationship has to be intact, that it has to be mutually supportive, that it has to be in a, you know, because you're going to have four children who are going to look to you for modeling, for, um, for love, for encouragement, for security. I was just going to say, yeah, for security. Yeah. Yeah. And I want you guys to be secure. And she obviously wants that too. So, you And then you can fuck your brains out and have, you know, that fourth baby. Let us know. Let Um, us name the baby. Let (laughs) Duanna name the baby. Yes, write us in. (laughs) Right? And then Duanna will guest host. But you are not an asshole. Yeah, stop saying that. Yeah. Let's see if we can meet some other assholes though. Yes, next. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I'm dating a guy right now that has a lot of the qualities I'm looking for in a man. We met on Twitter. Oh, Sasha's going to love this. Jesus. Oh, asshole. (laughs) No, joking. Joking. (laughs) Well, he followed me on Twitter, started liking a lot of my tweets, and then DM'd me via Twitter to take me out for dinner. Love that. He did not hold back. He was upfront and took matters into his own hands. He said he enjoys my tweets and wants to get to know me. Love that. Seems like he likes me for me because I am myself on Twitter. No internet persona there. He texts me daily. Love that. I am getting attention. He texts me, good morning, beautiful. Hope you had a good day and a lot of other nice things. He also pays for our dates and we have been to about three dinners and a movie and drinks. He seems to really like me as in completely honest about the way he feels and is not playing any games. But the way he looks, the way he talks, the way he dresses, the fact that he isn't funny, basically I have zero attraction. We've kissed, not just a peck, like a serious kiss, and I felt nothing. I did not enjoy it. He told me I'm a good kisser, which I already knew. It was awful. I have no desire to see him again or talk to him or be around him. What is wrong with me? Is what I'm feeling misguided? As a 33-year-old, should I just suck it up and continue being with a guy who is head over heels for me? Am I being a total idiot? And I know exactly how this is going to play out. I'm going to break it off with him. Then he's going to start hitting the gym, get new clothes, become totally hot and get lessons on being funny. And I'm going to kick myself for dumping him. Right. Meanwhile, I'll turn 34 and still be single with just another cat added to my collection of two. Help. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you played out like that he's going to, you know, all become a, a rom-com. Like yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden be like Steve Carell in stu- like Stupid Crazy Love <laughs> or whatever that movie was and get like a Ryan Gosling to coach him is it gonna happen yeah um i feel like she needs to she i'm like she's panicking she's panicking i feel like she needs to slow her roll and i i don't know i'm sort of just like who cares if you're not in like the chemistry is not there right like this guy is nada nada it's not happening i okay so can one this is a really interesting dilemma um and i wish we were like can't you know we could poll people on this can one bad kiss ruin it all? Yes. Negate the fact that he's generous, pursued her, made her feel important. Like I, I'm, I'm asking. I, okay. Like I, I have not answered my opinion either way. But this is the dilemma, okay, but, right? Well, I, I don't know. I think what trumps it all is if you have, if you feel it for him or you don't. She clearly doesn't. She hates the fucking words that come out of his mouth. <laughs> she hates everything he looks like. Like and, Nothing yeah. is, there's no check mark here. Yeah. Other than he fucking adores her, which yeah. isn't good enough. No. If, like that, that yeah. isn't going to give I can't any, even play devil's advocate. No, no. Like, <laughs> I have to shut that down because this guy, is, it's just not happening for her. I do. I feel sad for him. You know, like I, you know, in a perfect world, you know, I do wish that he could find a Ryan Gosling to help him out. Right. Um, I don't think that that, you know, means that, like suck time for you, like our reader who is like, I think that by then you'll have forgotten about it. So no, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, as Sasha said, you have to feel it. There has to be chemistry. There has to be um, a spark. You know, you have to want to like get on his face. Yeah. Like if you don't want to sit on his face, like sure, if you don't want to even like get to the point of thinking about sitting on his face because of the way he dresses and the eat and the, and then this and the skin or not the skin and then the <laughs> and then not the skin I don't know where I'm going and then the kiss right then I feel like yeah it, that is completely valid you're I understand yeah get and that. we've all been there where there's yes, this guy where you who's, want to and, make it work yes and but I don't, also don't worry about the what if and what if you regret. Like, if anything, I would take credit for it. That you <laughs> would be like the inspiration to this guy becoming hotter. Hotter. Just and, not for you. Yeah. And even if he did get his shit together, you know what, you know what your lips pressed together were. It's just not, it, it doesn't even matter how hot he'd get. You still wouldn't want him. Yeah. Like you can't make some, skeeve, there's nothing like a kiss that skeeves you. And one that comes from an unfunny mouth. Yeah. You know, like, fuck, that's a, that's a deal breaker for me. But you know what? Like at the same time, you know, not everybody has to be fucking Kevin Hart. No, you know? Yes. I don't think she's looking for fucking Seinfeld right like, now either. R- like Yasik has 
a hereditary gene from his family. This is going to be an insult. Where, <laughs> honestly, they tell the worst jokes. They, his father does it. His brother does it. He does it. It is mortifying. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't say that you I've married charming. the funniest person. But you person. find him charming. Not that part. No. Oh, okay. No, no. I don't find that part okay. charming at all. Um, but you find him hot. You like kissing him. I find other parts of Yazzie's personality awesome. Oh, I didn't know that you thought he was unfunny. Oh my God. Like he thinks it's, you know, he'll come up from behind me and he'll cup my tits and be like, I'm being supportive. And then oh, like, no. exactly. You want to die a little bit. You want to die. Just, have, if you just saw him, he just melted me. That's funny. Okay. And you just died. Like yeah. I just killed some of your D- DNA, yes. like yeah. out of the unfunniness of that. Why are you with him? <laughs> And like he, he thinks that, and he thinks that is the funniest fucking shit right. ever. Okay. So then and you can, I cringe. I'm like, so then how are you any different from our reader right now? Can you express? Well, help you know, her out. I, I find that like other parts of him are quirky. Mm-hmm. That's a quirk to me. A quirk that I can accept. Okay. Yes. You know, and obviously other parts of Yasik's personality are amazing. Wonderful. You though, you have a funny guy. I, Corey is super funny. Yes. I, I'm funny is a quality that I need in my yeah. life. Um, and it wouldn't just be enough to get it from my friends. Yeah. I need someone who makes me laugh. Corey and I spend so much of our time laughing. That is key. Yeah. And I, you know what? We probably lack in so many other areas of a functioning relationship. Yeah. But that's one that I need to have yeah. a functioning relationship. Can we, can I like reveal something about your relationship? We can cut this out if you know, you're not you're gonna, comfortable. I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Because Corey's personality is so, first of all, Corey's beautiful. He's got like the most beautiful face. Um, Corey's funny. He's quick. He is smart. But I remember like when you think about things that you think you want on paper for a guy, you like tall guys. He is everything that I didn't think I was going to want. (laughs) And I remember like when you guys first started dating, you're like, Lainey, but he's so short. I couldn't get over it. It was really, really hard for me to get over. I sometimes don't think I'm over it. But I I, feel like you've actually said this to his face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But the great thing is he doesn't think he's short. So it's so wonderful to be with someone His nickname is Fetus. Yes, but that's because he looks like a baby. He looks like a baby, but I mean, he's also sized like a baby. Yes, that is true. (laughs) Oh, you know what's just so funny? What I thought you were going to say was when I, and we're totally going off topic here, so whatever, people can ignore this, but- our good friend Lara, when I started dating Corey, we were crossing the street and I had, he had slept over and I was like, she was like, oh, like, why do you look so ragged or whatever? I was like, oh, Corey slept over. And she was like, Corey, ooh, he's so gross. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. He like sort of is gross, but I love, like there was something that, so this is it. This is, we'll, we'll circle this back. This is the unexplainable so this chemistry. this is the unexplainable chemistry. Yes. Every one of my friends were like, ooh, ooh, why gross? I Him, not, ooh. I was not. I just listened to Lara. Yes. Yes. But the, but yes, the the summary I was receiving was why are you with this fucking loser? And he's short. Yeah. And this short loser, (laughs) but this short loser, there was something drawing me to him. Right. And so that, that is, that is the unexplained. And so sometimes you, yeah. Like even if they're in like the suitiest of suits and like their fucking hair and their fucking everything, their games are like tight. Who knows? You still might not feel the spark. And um, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, so there you go. Here's my favorite, one of my favorite Corey stories. We were at Duanna's wedding, mm-hmm. and we've already established that Corey is vertically challenged. Oh, he's 5'10". 
<laughs> but yes, okay, fine. He's petite. He's petite. <laughs> and Corey decides to wear a dope suit and the most massive bow tie <laughs> you've ever seen. Like this bow tie is I like know, twice the size of his head. It is so huge. Yes. And so, you know, there are parents and like adults at Duanna's wedding, like aunts and uncles. I mean, I say adults, like they're yeah, like, like we're not so adults. old. But okay. anyway. And he walked by a table of them and they, you know, they were noticing his bow tie. And this is a stranger. They have said to this young man, like, oh, <laughs> you you're what an interesting bow tie. And he says to complete strangers, he's like, I have the body of a five-year-old. It just walks away. <laughs> that sounds like him. That's so, okay. but that's funny. I mean, Yasik was right there and died. Like that was the moment Yasik fell in love hard with Corey, your husband. With a- Yasik would probably marry Corey. He loves Corey so oh much. My God, and that so was ridiculous. But he's funny and that's your chemistry. Yes. And it's unexplained. Even though I'm, you were telling I'm in love your friends with a fetus. Yes. Well, even though, yeah, you told your friends at the beginning, you're like, I don't know why. I didn't I'm know why. I didn't know why. Because he did not check any of your quote unquote physical did boxes. Not. Did not. So anyway, to, <laughs> we digress. No, no, we don't. <laughs> to read her out there, sometimes it, it should surprise, you know, it, in the in the best way, it will surprise you like that, where somebody just doesn't check your boxes and you're like this, that, and, you know, he's, I don't like the way he dresses. There will be a guy where you're like, I hate the way he dresses, but fuck, I'm so, so attracted to him. Yeah. yeah. So don't, don't stress. Yeah. And get another cat and don't feel bad about being a cat lady. Embrace Great. your cat ladiness. Great. Next. Hi, Sasha. It all started a few weeks ago when I ran into the one that got away. Call him Noah. We met a long time ago, and it was one of those instant connections, the closest I've had to something that seemed out of a movie. But there were some mistakes made by both parties, and since then, the timing has never been quite right. I forced myself to move on and live life and have been with my husband for several years. My problem is twofold. One, I do occasionally see Noah due to mutual friends, maybe a few times a year. And every time I see him, I get stupid for a day or two. It's like having a fever that invariably breaks. And thankfully, I've never done anything in those times that would endanger my marriage. The larger problem is that deep down in my heart, I realized to a degree that I settled. I went for the sure thing, the reliable person who I knew really loved me, but also results in me having to stifle parts of myself. I'm not asking you to help me make a choice between these two as there is no choice to make. I realized that if Noah ever really wanted to be a choice, He would have been one rather than seemingly just liking to keep me hanging on a long line. The question is more, what advice do you have for someone that realizes they might have made different choices before, but is trying to live with them now? How much is this all based on unrealistic expectations from pop culture as to what love and romance should look like, particularly past the meet cute? I can never tell if other people feel like this too or if this is a sign of larger things that I should be exploring. Thanks, Sasha. What if Ali chose lawn? That's a quote, of course, um, and that question pertains to the notebook, mm-hmm. right? Because lawn was... Poor James Marsden. I know. He, he always plays the, the lawn guy, and then Ali ended up going with Noah. Okay, right. now it all makes sense. Okay, that's why. So we'll call her Ali, and she's got she's married to a lawn, Yep, and she's got... Uh, Noah. I don't know. Did Noah build her a house with like the most beautiful porch? And <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. Oh, I don't know. This hits me on a couple of different 
levels. Um, one that, yeah, like I do, it strikes me when she talks about like, are we just um, always enamored by this beautiful, um, picturesque uh, view of relationships through mm-hmm. um, celebrities, through social media, through movies. And I do think that. I do think we get suckered into that a lot of the time because I think the reality is no matter how wonderful like a Giselle and Tom look, they're fucked up behind closed doors. They have fucked up issues. Um, they aren't always happy. And Really? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry to break it to you. Um, uh, and, and you said that too, right? Like a relationship is um, a total marathon and there are some serious low times. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I need to think about this for a hot second. I, I do think that there is that, you know, she asked if we've been conditioned or we've been led to believe that to have these expectations of what your love story mm-hmm. will be like, right? Um, and, uh, you know, right here between our, our Allie and Noah, she's, you know, thinking, oh, the story for me is that there was this guy and he was perfect mm-hmm. and then circumstances got in the way and he was the one who got away. And, you know, my story is like the, my lawn came along, but, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but there is like – what if Noah's actual jackass? Because Noah probably is a bit of a jackass. He's not perfect. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's that whole grass, the grass is always greener. Well, the movie always ends as soon as the people get together, right? It never continues to show them how they stay together. Right, exactly. So, and frankly, sometimes the effort of staying together and maintaining the togetherness is not sexy. Mm-hmm. It's, at best, it's boring, um, at worst, it's really hard, challenging. You have to totally. go through a lot of shit. Um, and it's not always like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a movie. It's only a movie at the beginning. That's true. That's why movies end. <laughs> totally. It's true. I would also say, um, you know, if she feels stifled, I mean, we're obviously not at a place where she wants to fucking divorce her husband. I, no. That is not what's happening here. Um, but she's questioning her... Um, how she feels in this relationship. And I think it would be interesting if you could, and I think we've all been there, is where you can use Noah, this 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 other guy, as like, um, use him as like a symbol of what you were, right? You obviously are yearning for what you were like when you were with Noah. Maybe you were more free-spirited. Maybe you did more of your extracurricular activities like art or I don't know, whatever the fuck you were interested in back then. Maybe tap back into that and reel it back into your life again. Because um, that might help not only spark your own like inner strength, your own inner love again, but it could also spark something again in your relationship with your current husband. Yeah. I mean, her question is, how do we live with the choices that you you make, right? That you feel stifled by mm-hmm. or where feel like you settled or feel that you settled. Mm-hmm. And I love what you just said about like, remembering who you were when mm-hmm. that you're wistful for mm-hmm. there's a wistfulness here yeah. and i totally agree with what you're saying is like n- not to necessarily look at the the romantic interest part of that but who you were then yeah. that you want to go back to so much mm-hmm. what is it that you were doing how did you think how did you feel yeah i would definitely reconnect there get noah out of the picture for like you know and don't attach it to noah but Come back to you. Yeah. I think that's a, a lot, like a lot of the time whenever I've seen ex-boyfriends 
um, when I've been in a relationship and I'm like, oh, like you, you just transport yourself back in that time and you pretend like it was amazing. It wasn't necessarily amazing, but there was something about, I guess, that time in your life that was, it ne- wasn't necessarily the guy, but it was something that was happening within you. And on a superficial level too, like when you were just saying that about thinking about when you were with a certain person and you s- sort of only look back at those memories with whatever that expression is, rose colored, colored glasses. Yeah. I, I, these expressions that people <laughs> learn from their parents, like in English, that I never did. My is there a Chinese never, one? Is there there are lots of Chinese expressions like, that are equivalent. Yeah, give me one. That, um, that I know that like no would make fucking no sense to anybody but else. I like those. Those are the, those are interesting <laughs> ones. Um, so anyway, um, like anyway, I go we'll back. Digress to over. To, <laughs> but but I think that like you tend to look back on these and on a superficial level, like when I do. Sometimes when I'm looking back, it's so vain and meaningless. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, I was so hot with that guy. Like that's part of it too, right? Like age is, especially as women, aging is sometimes a frustrating process. It can be one of those things. And the language is accept age, accept it, love it. And of course, we're trying to every day and definitely do. But there is a part of you that is like, oh my God, like I looking back at pictures and you happen to be dating that guy, but you're focusing more on like, oh shit, my knees weren't wrinkled wrinkled there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's all part of it too. Um, I, I will say that I, um, I definitely think that this is more about a refocus on self Mm -hmm. kind of thing, whether or not. I think that's where she has to start no matter what. For sure. How, how do you live with your choices? Well, first of all, how do you live with you? Mm-hmm. So what is it about you that you might be bored with? Yeah. Because ultimately you have to find yourself interesting or you have to be interested in things for yourself. Yeah. I, you know, that just over this past year, I decided I wanted to like do a Friday night community dodgeball thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, it was partly because I wanted the exercise, but I kind of just wanted to join yes. this club. And Yasik and I, you know, you know, it happens to be that Yasik and I both joined. But for me, it was just me. I was like, oh, I heard about this dodgeball league. And I was like, I think that might be fun. I don't really know a lot of these people that on that team. I know them casually. But it would be fun to sort of get to know them in that particular setting. And spaz out like a and little kid. Exactly. Yeah. And that made my winter weeks, mm. I would look forward to Friday night. Like yeah. even after like a long fucking week at work and sometimes the games were at nine o'clock, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking dodgeball. Yeah. Like these are the things that I would encourage Allie to sort of look like, what is it that, you know, you're not doing? And yeah, absolutely. What is it that you might be interested in that you never gave yourself an opportunity to be interested in? As you said, maybe it's art, maybe it's dodgeball, maybe it's fucking, I don't know, a women's beer league. Yeah, do fine. Yeah, Tap into whatever makes you or made you happy back then that you've lost along the way. Allie, let us know. Yeah, keep us posted. Good luck. All right. And keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LaineyGossip.com. We didn't get to call anybody an asshole. I oh, feel- you know what, though? The rapist is an asshole. Yes. Brock Allen Turner. Motherfucker. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> um, we endeavor to call someone an asshole next week. Yes. We hope... We- Yeah. I'd be really sad. Please, can you send us letters where we can call call someone an asshole? Okay, bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 